I have did Tom Hanks character in Castaway fuck the volleyball. Um, no. He jerked it. He jerked it, like, a lot. All right. Well, it's uh, it's uh, it's that time for another uh, super exciting episode of uh, Fake Philosophers. And uh, hi, hi, Mike. You hey. Doing? You sound yeah. super excited. No, my personality is matching the excitement of my backdrop today. Have you seen this shit? Okay. I mean, so we're mid move, we're mid packing everything oh, right, right now, and first thing on the on the chopping block was all a, was a lot of decorations. I mean, we still have some up, but it's like uh, my office is pretty much all in boxes now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm doing it out in the dining room today, and that backdrop's down, so all my DVDs are in boxes. It's weird. It's crazy. All right, well, you're moving the next week or so. Um, our pod is set to arrive a week from Monday. Which is a week from a few days from now. Okay. So, so we're like kind of getting as much done now, so that when the pod gets there, we can sure. just throw it all in and be done. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Well, good. It's exciting. It is. It is exciting. It's very stressful, but it's very exciting. But yeah, <laughs> I haven't moved across the country, but I have moved a few times, so I understand to at least yeah. that degree. Um. I was going to say something, but I forgot. Anyway, I have a, a, a Sophie's Choice, by the way. I have a Sophie's Choice decision Let's for you. It. And this will pertain to you because you have both. So we'll see what which one you would pick. Uh, your Sophie's Choice choices are pools or hot tubs. You oh. can keep one and never see the other one ever again. Well, that's a good one. I thought so. I Do think you have an answer? I would, I would go with hot tubs. Um I've always said that I I would I love pools. I don't know if I ever want to own a pool because I'd imagine the upkeep would be pretty brutal. I know you can hire people to do that, but um, but it, it, a hot tub is something you could use pretty much year round, and that'd be I think I would stick with hot tubs. You know what I I had mixed feelings, but I think I agree with you. Hmm. Because okay. even if you're someone who likes like swim or like for like exercise, you can still kind of make that work in a hot tub. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, you can't play, you know, pool volleyball and shit. Um, but no, I think I would agree. I think I'd, I'd rather go with the hot tub than the pool if you had to pick one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, hey listeners, uh, like and subscribe. You know, leave a comment. You know, what would you pick? <laughs> yeah, I think I think. So I've been in my pool maybe twice now. I'm not a huge swimmer, <laughs> but I've been in the hot tub maybe three or four times. And you live there, you you know. You've, I'm, I, uh, I'm here, yeah. But and uh, you've you've only gone swimming like what twice, really? I, I've I've never been a huge pool person in general, like a water person. Okay. Um, so even when it's hot out, I'm not inclined to go in the pool. But in the spa, like I've been inclined to go in the spa a few times if it's like a hard day at work and like my back's hurting. I'm like, all right, cool. I flip the heat on. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in the spa for a little bit. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I guess that's that, but <laughs> I tried to expand on it. Like what if, okay, you could keep a pool, but you're only allowed to take baths the rest of your life. And, or if you go with the hot tub, it's only showers forever. And you know, I'd still go with hot tub showers. Cause I'd probably still go hot tubs too. Um, yeah, no, that actually, cause I think I'm trying to think of people we know. And I think that would be a split decision if it was a group. Oh Yeah. I think, because yeah. I think some people like the pool. They like going in the pool, swimming around, playing, if yeah. you will. 
Yeah, so go ahead and speak for your woman as you normally do. What do you think she would she would pick? She exercises in the pool a lot, so she mm. might actually pick the pool. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. I'll assume she disagrees with me and just and she goes to the pool. <laughs> That's it. <a>, yeah. <laughs> How safe that assumption. I think I'm yeah. pretty sure my wife would would agree with me like she loves hot tubs and pools are cool, but I think she'd go with hot tub, but yeah. All right, got it uh, nice and warmed up there. A little, yeah. uh, it gets philosophical about you know what you swim in. Um, if it were a uh, if it were a hot tub and only showers the rest of your life, or no, 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 hot tub and baths that'd be harder. Make it only hot tub and baths, or pools and showers. That would be harder. That'd be harder because I'm a shower guy. Yeah, I might go with the pool then. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we'll think more on that. And I'll, I'll keep yeah. thinking of Sophie's Choice until we get a comment to tell me to stop. And then, uh, yeah. I'll give <laughs> right, the people that's what a, that's they want. That's a deal. So I had a, I had a, a, a discussion topic, Mike. It's kind of philosophical. It's about, like, kind of a, uh, what do psychologists call it, behavioral uh, modification, you know, controlling behavior kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I've always, not always, I've, I've tended to believe that, you like a person is able to control in an in a in a sense their thinking do you think do you think people can do that like be able to control their thinking like you know um i'm gonna start thinking about uh uh this this uh running away and starting a new job at something in a different state and you know i'm gonna continue thinking about that and figuring it out and probably and then you kind of stop yourself and like well you know that's not really a healthy decision so maybe i shouldn't spend too much time dwelling on that uh you know, so can can thinking and behavior be something that you can make a conscious decision to control, or are you just always thinking, and are you just a, a slave to whatever your brain does? I think it could be a little bit of both. Um, for instance, uh, in, in the example you gave, it could be like, I I want to do this thing, and I, and I want to move, and I want to do this thing. But I also know it's not a smart choice to risky, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I'm making the conscious choice to to not pursue it while still wanting to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, if you're asking, can you can you change what you want to do? I think that's a little harder. Probably. Probably. If that makes sense, yeah. I guess the my question was kind of stemmed from that the power of positive thinking that a lot of you know new ages people like to believe is that positive thinking like you know that being optimistic kind of thing i guess that's mm-hmm. part of what i'm going on but i don't know anyway and this this is kind of a lead up to my bigger question was i was listening to a podcast that the uh uh when well, no, i was done listening to ours of course but uh course. i was listening to a podcast the always sunny podcast it's uh did you ever did you ever listen to that one it's the it's the creators of always sunny in philadelphia and they have a podcast where they watch an episode and then they discuss the episode. So they're going back and watching all their episodes. Mm-hmm. I've heard of but, that podcast. I have not had the pleasure yet, though. Oh, okay. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome because it's half... Well, it's, I'd say it's about three quarters just them talking about random shit and then a quarter of it actually talking about the show. So sure. as a fan, I really love it. But they were talking about... They're like in the second season now when they're doing the episodes. And they're, they, they keep re- re- making this remark where they were saying that this is where the audience understood the kind of comedy they were doing. Like they got a vibe for the flow of it and uh, people suddenly got it. And I started mm-hmm. thinking, cause we have friends that, that so, cause you and I are big office fans. We yes. love the office. Yes. Could quote the office. 
I have like office trivia for you. I'll 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 ask later. Remind me. Okay. Um, see how good you are. Uh, but uh, you know, we also have friends that just do not find it entertaining. My wife is one who just like can't get into it. Like the cringe, awkward comedy, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. She can't do it. My friend Matt's the same way. They just don't get it. They can't get it. Yeah. So um, my my lady, she she likes the show, but not just that show. Any show where it's like cringe cringy comedy she okay. like feels embarrassed when she's watching it for them yeah and so it's hard for her to to get into it so i i understand that part but yeah are there some shows that people love that think are hilarious that you just don't or you know did but not anymore or just never did or what i'm pretty when it comes to comedies i'm pretty easygoing i know it's kind of popular to hate on friends and yeah, right. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'll watch Friends, and I don't think it's horrible. I, I think it's okay for what it was. Um, but generally I have speaking, a theory, I have ahead. a theory that in ten years, The Office is going to be the the new Friends. Like in about ten years, <laughs> The Office will be done, and everyone will hate The Office like they hated Friends. That, or they'll continue to love it like Seinfeld. We'll see. But I like Seinfeld. <laughs> um, I think I don't know. I think I think it depends on the person because like I'm, I'm someone like I'll watch anything with my girl my lady and when we start watching it like have you heard um what's that stupid fucking show um it was some fashion show i forgot who the hosts were that narrows it down it was some i was gonna say like some famous model but she kind of was watching it so i started watching it with her and the first couple times like episodes i watched i was like this is so fucking dumb like, this is not even entertaining. How can you watch this? But by, like, the sixth or seventh episode, I adapted, and I was like, she fucking won? That's a horrible outfit. What? So I think it depends because, like, I can adapt to it as I'm watching it and I get into it, and there's other examples yeah. I could give. But I think some people are just like, no. Yeah. Um, there's a, It's like, is it Project Runway or one of those? It might have been Project Runway. Okay. It might have been that one. There's some there's some shows like that that I get caught up in and it's just the that's what separates the the art to the actual craft of making shows and movies because you can make a formulaic good show or movie that you can't help but because there's common factors that make a good movie. So you can give you the dumbest shit like Mike, I'm going to sit you down in front of a show about designing dresses for a, a magazine and these fashion designers will hook you know met, pair up with these models and they'll they'll compete and you'll be like what in the fuck no but you get a good enough producer to set mm-hmm. that up and a good enough editor and you'll be hooked and it's just like i think yeah. it's just the the craft but no yeah definitely and even there's a show have you heard of the show heartland oh yeah oh Never yeah watched so you, it, but yeah okay so canadian show about a, a ranch and these people who, like train horses and shit so my girl's into horses and shit. And so she started, she, she watched it and like, I started kind of watching it with her and like the acting is really yeah. bad uh. all around. Like there's like one or two standouts who are okay, but generally speaking, it's bad. There's like a couple characters, like when they walk on the screen, I'm just like, Oh, like uh. fuck this person. But I was like that with departed. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but the writing and the storytelling is good enough to where I do find myself getting sucked in. Like, I want to know what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how I think, you know, a show's really bad if you don't give a fuck about the next episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's been there's a small number of shows that I've just written off as just I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I'll put the effort in. And I'll go a long time before I just give up. It's either either right away or, you know, yeah, it takes a while. And, and I think, um, so we were talking about The Office. I think The Office actually is something akin to like almost when like you're younger and you started drinking beer where you yeah. had to kind of get used to it and acclimate yourself to it. For so sure, I remember yeah. when I first started watching The Office, I was in college and a friend of mine, we'd, we'd all go to her house and she'd like put it on and there was funny moments. But I really didn't get into it. I thought it was just some show, whatever. But then like once I started watching it and I started re- like really watching it and getting to know the characters, then I started to appreciate it and I really mm-hmm. got into it. But yeah. at first I was like, eh, it's whatever. It's all right. That's funny. Yeah, when I first started, it depressed me. I like hated it. I'm like, that can't be what adult life is because it was out. It like came out when we were still in high school. I think. I think. And so, yeah. it was airing when we were still in high school. And I remember thinking, this is what I have to look forward to. Fuck that. This is this is terrible. But well, that first season was rough. Yeah, and it was it was it wasn't until I was at I was at college and and it was long enough that the they were on DVD now. So uh, my roommates were watching it on DVD, and it was the uh, the second season finale, Casino Night, that mm-hmm. I like sat down and watched and fell in love with the show with that episode. It was amazing. But but anyway, The Office. So uh, uh, back to uh, the thing that yep. all of a sudden you were talking about the guys like you know, and pe- some they were saying pe- some people just don't get it. Some people just don't get it. And I was thinking of shows like. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is one I never got into, never really found it. There's shows like How I Met Your Mother, still do not find that show funny. Mm-hmm. I've given it several tries and I just don't find it funny. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine is one that I've like I've tried again recently because my wife really likes it and I'll watch it and I'll be like, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. This is kind of funny now. You kind of get into the vibe of it. So that kind of changed my whole thinking. Is do you think it's possible to, you know, manage your way of thinking? open your mind up, sit down and make yourself find a show funny. Um, you can even go as far as to say practice makes perfect. Make yourself laugh at certain things. Can you make yourself enjoy something, open yourself up to actually find something funny? So that you didn't previously. So I would say you can't make yourself think something's funny, <laughs> but you can open yourself up to it. Yeah. Like you can't hear something and go, I'm going to find that funny. Make my, like, it's going to be funny. But if you kind of go into it like, okay, I'm going to open my mind. I'm going to take it for what it is. Like, yeah. And, and so like, I I think it's possible to change your mind about something. I don't think you can make yourself find something funny. You could even go make it like a lot more shallower than what I'm trying to say even is like, you could, uh, I had a friend who watched, um, uh, uh, trailer park boys Mm -hmm. did not find it funny at all. And he comes over and we were hanging out and we like, you know, drank too well. We couldn't drive anymore. So he's spending the night and I put on trailer park boys. This guy was losing his mind laughing so hard. And the next morning he's like, Hey, this is what did it. You know, I got a little, little drink in me. I got a little bit of, uh, you know, and it was funny after that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So he put himself in the right frame of mind to, (laughs) to receive the show. You can even think of like, um, like your own maturity. Cause we may have discussed this before on or off. No, I think we did it on um, during one of the episodes. As a kid, I 100% my favorite movie for some years was Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Yeah. And as an adult now, I watch it. And I'm like, this is fucking awful. Uh, I can't see, stand see, it. I, I bet if you watched it like a little bit drunk with some friends. 
Did you watch it alone first of all? Yeah, I put it on um, to to well to watch it while I was working on something. See, that is a whole. Listen to me. That is a whole another thing. Is <laughs> comedies shouldn't be watched alone, in my opinion. You need to watch them okay. with people who also find it funny. That's like That's a huge fair. factor. Um, like it's it's my thing. Comedies always should be watched in groups, and horror should always be watched alone. And actions are you know both, but. Um, well, I, I think what I was getting at is so for the most part, most kids, I'm not going to say all, but most kids dig slapstick because they're, they're kids, they're simple minded and they like the, <laughs> the poop humor and all that shit. But I've noticed as I've gotten older, I'm not as big of a fan of slapstick. I like more like witty comedy, dry comedy, stuff like that. So when I saw like Ace Ventura, the original, the, the first one is still ha- has a lot of wit in it. But when nature calls, it, it's just him. It's just, I almost feel like it's Jim Carrey doing an impression of Jim Carrey doing an impression of Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And so I don't really, I don't really like it that much. And even The Office, I love The Office. And some of my least favorite scenes is when Michael loses his shit and just starts wilding out and doing some weird shit. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah. So it could be that. It could be taste I mean- too, but. There can be there can be just bad shows too that just like aren't yeah. good. But like when shows like my go to is always How I Met Your Mother, one that's like super famous that I never found funny and I keep giving it tries and I just can't get into it. Maybe it's a generational thing. Like maybe I have to be at that age or whatever. It wasn't written for me kind of thing. Um, but yeah, by the numbers, it's statistically a good show. Enough people like it. There must be you know there's a quality there. But I don't find it funny. And it could be um, it could be kind of like a cultural thing, too. So um, not the same thing, but I know a lot of people who, who watch Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, another one. That and used to and find just funny, don't but. and don't like it. I watch it, and I find it, if it's a grade 1 to 10, I'll give it like a 6 or 7. Because it's like a little witty, but then, what's his name? The fucking main guy who's like... Yeah, yeah, not Leonard. The not Leonard. Sheldon? Yeah, I can't no. think of Is his it name. Sheldon. Um, Sheldon. Okay, yeah. Sometimes they would just like. There's moments where I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny dealing with this this genius who doesn't have social skills, and then there's some episodes where they just like lean on him so hard. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now it's not funny. Now I'm checking out. You know what's weird is that I think everyone loved that show, uh, Big Bang Theory, because everyone's like, oh, we know those people. Or, oh, I'm totally that person. I'm totally a nerd and no one gets me, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Or, or at least the culture. Like, oh, yeah, we know those super geniuses, Trekkie guys that are so like that. And then I watched Silicon Valley. And, like, overnight, I loved Silicon Val- Valley. And for whatever reason, Big Bang Theory after that was just dumb, in my opinion. <laughs> no, sure. And yet they realize it is a sitcom. Like, so they dumb a lot of shit down. But I was going to say, yeah. a lot of people I knew who liked that tended to be kind of like you said, those nerdy people, but then like a lot of like more jockey people. Mm. I, I don't want to say jockey, but like people who, I don't know how to say it politely, but like didn't really connect to it. How I Met yeah. Your Mother, though, I would say kind of the same thing. That's a very specific culture to where it's like, you know, mid to late 20s, lower 30s, kind of just having fun, uh, dating, this and that. And so if you, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed How I Met Your Mother. There were moments where I was kind of rolled my eyes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't well, know. But 
what bums me out about the whole thing is that well, I mean I've I heard a few years back this radio talk show guy was talking about how he always likes to try as many hobbies as he can. He has like his core number of hobbies that he likes, but he always gives as many hobbies as he can a chance. His philosophy being, you know, it gives people joy. That is a joy that someone enjoys. And I want to experience as much joy in this world as I can. I've never, you know, and, and it was, I did it for like a couple of years. I don't know if you remember, but for a while I was like painting for a while. I would like, I dabbled in like woodwork and cause I was trying as many different hobbies as mm-hmm. I could. And then I like kind of got into it. I'm like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. This is kind of cool, you know? And, but I stick to my core hobbies, but I try to give it as you know, all of them a chance and kind of get into it. Um, were you always into gardening? No. Or is that something pretty new? That's, probably within the last year and a half or two years okay like right around when you got your house yeah because that that stemmed from because it it, there's no rational sense to it it stemmed from we we do the wing competition stemmed stemmed from Ah. stemmed from okay um but no we do the wing competition and so i kind of i'm the one who kind of makes the weird sauces i just think it's fun but so (laughs) Normally, you could just like go to the store and like I'd go to Home Depot or something and buy like a pepper plant or buy peppers at the store or whatever. And I happened to come across this pepper called the um, Aphilius blue pepper, which mm. grows like purple and then it changes colors on the the, va- the stem or on the plant, excuse me. And it was interesting to me. And that's, it's not a pepper you're going to find at fucking your local garden center or whatever. So I bought some seeds and I tried to just fucking grow it. And from there, I found a website with all these like seeds and shit of like random peppers. At first, I was like, oh, maybe I could try this one. Maybe I try this one. And you fast forward a year, and I'm like, I have too many goddamn plants. Um, <laughs> so, in, in, in most of the peppers, like, you know, she, my lady was like, what are you even going to do with these? These fucking dozen Carolina Reapers you have on this plant. <laughs> what are you going to do with those? I was well, I'm going like, to eat them. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just going to brag about how I have them. <laughs> I'm just gonna brag about how yeah. I have them. I don't know, but um, no, that was fairly recent. Um, I have to scale that back. I have way too many fucking plants. Um, would you would you say you've kind of found a, a an enjoyment out of it, like a, a hobby? You're kind of yeah. You're proud that you took up. No, I think so because um, I was actually talking to somebody about this recently. Uh, with my job, there's a lot of stress and anxiety, mm. and so the. When I come home, I don't have the typical, you've seen it, I don't have the typical garden that's like in the ground where I have to like do a lot of digging. It's all in pots and shit. But, um, so, but when I come home sometimes and it's like, okay, I'm going to take the time to go around, water them, check on them, see what's happening. Yeah. It's, it it kind of brings about a, a calmness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, just like going around and checking it and doing it. And it's kind of almost mundane. Like it's very trivial and easy. But it but, centers. Yeah. It centers you. Yeah. And it just takes your mind out of it. And yeah, except except when like you deal with pests and then that's when I get fucking pissed off. And But that aside, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very calming. It's very soothing. It's very just mind numbing where you just go around and do it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a you have a few hobbies that you could say or activities that you like to do just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you you used to or you and i both used to act a lot more often now we just kind of got real jobs i guess 
but you're also yeah. a writer. You also have dabbled with uh, film production. You collect knives. You have uh, you're you're tapped into the nerd culture a little bit as well. So you have yes. like several things that you. Were there are there any hobbies that you think of that you'd want to give a try? Like, do you know any instruments? I don't even know if you know if you know any instruments. I I don't know a tip. I, I, growing up, I learned. I, I was in the drums, the percussion oh, okay. section of the band. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. If you say recorder, I'm gonna hang up right now. <laughs> no. So I was in the percussion section of the the concert band. So gotcha, I. Okay. If you put me behind a drum set, I wouldn't know where to start. Oh, okay. But so, but I could re- at least read basic music. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, if I had to, so I, I don't play an instrument, mind you, but like if you gave me a pair of sticks, I could drum. Nice. You got rhythm. Yes. Um. No, I mean, I, I'm always down. Like, I'm always open for new hobbies. Um, just right now, I can't think of any that I'd be like, oh, I'd want to get into that. Because I still, I still act every now and then. Um, I'm still writing. Not scripts anymore. Um, Do you still paintball? I haven't been paintballing in a while. <laughs> yeah. The last time I went, I, were, I could barely hold my breath. You were a paintballer. I was an airsofter. Just mm-hmm. two, different, two different forms of douche. But It's true. I... I went airsofting once or twice and I, I didn't trust it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause wait, paint- wait, you don't trust it. Cause you, like with mean? paintball, oh, if okay. I shoot you, I could see I shot you. Yeah. Whereas with airsoft honor system, it's very much an honor system and I don't trust people. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why like, it was only fun when we did it with friends. I think, I think Danny came, came with me and my friends right. once airsofting. That was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's just different, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's some hobbies that like, what, were, were there any that you, that you have in mind that you'd want to try? I, I don't, I mean, if I came across something, I'd probably be open to it, but at the mm. moment I'm just kind of like, nah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. Kind of the same, like the, the, nothing's coming to mind new, but there are things that I'd like want to get back into. Like after mm. this move, I was talking to the wife and I'm like, you know, I might, you know, after the move, I, I'm decided, should I like, should I get back into theater? Should I get back into Muay Thai? I kind of love that when I did that, but you know, we'll see. Well, you know, but, uh, yeah, hobbies anyway, but expanding your universe, doing as many hobbies as you can, trying to find enjoyment out of little things. I mean, you've seen just the different enjoyment you get just from gardening a newfound kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that is the same kind of similar, but the same kind of thing as finding different things. Funny, uh, could, uh, could, Hot fuzz be funny as uh, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> what's well, not. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is better. Uh, okay. I don't. This was a topic of contention for I me know. and Mike for I a know. long time. No, so I made I made the horrible mistake of disagreeing with Mike <laughs> on a post he made. Because he said something about how Shaun of the Dead was the only one that was funny. And I said, I don't know. I mean, Hot Fuzz was good. World's End was good. I liked it. And he proceeded to troll almost all of my posts that had anything to do with movies. Some of them didn't have to do with movies. He would make it about movies and say how it's not as good as the World's End just to troll me. It was great. Listen, if you uh-huh. if you pick a fight with me on the internet, I'm going to remember. I did. That's my problem is <laughs> I, I didn't pick a fight. It was just... <laughs> you no, just <laughs> I, it, I, do, I, I do think Hot Fuzz is funny. I did think the world's end was funny. I just have a thing <laughs> to where if I think something is getting overly praised, I'm uh, like, no, really, it's petty. Okay, um, well that surprises me because I always thought Hot Fuzz and World's End were were underdogs, but you know, no one really likes. They definitely are <laughs> underdogs because I think like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> we're going way off topic. Shaun of the Dead is arguably like 
borderline perfect comedy horror blend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like it, it's almost perfect. A, yeah. a blending of movies. So like Hot Fuzz is good and World's End's good, but it just because like Hot Fuzz kind of blends like sort of the action with the comedy, sure, with satire, and then the World's End's yeah. kind of like the sci-fi and everything, but it just doesn't hit as hard See, as Shaun of the Dead, in my opinion. You could compare it to Sixth Sense and every movie that came after Sixth Sense. They were like Sixth Sense was just so good and a near perfect film, and then Signs came out and everyone was like, "Oh, I liked Signs." I loved Signs, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people just didn't like the movies that came after Sixth Sense because they weren't as good as Sixth Sense. Well, I think that was mainly just Shyamalan movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Just the Shyamalan movies. Like, The Happening, The well, Village. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's like, if you make a niche, your thing being, like, the big twist. Right, Like, yeah. it better be a good twist, whereas The Happening was like, fucking really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that was a great idea for a short film. It yeah. shouldn't have been a feature film. And how do you make, anyway. like, we talked about Mark Wahlberg, but, like, Mark Wahlberg looked horrible in that movie. <laughs> he was awful. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um, no, I, I do think, though, going back to the original topic, um, I think you can open yourself up and acclimate yourself to think something's entertaining hmm. unless one is just 100% not your thing. You give yeah. it a try and it just is not your thing. Right. Or two, you're stubborn. Yeah, that's a, that's. I guess that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm trying to tackle is that is. There's been plenty of shows I've just written off because I just didn't give it an honest try. There's been plenty of activities, hobbies that I've written off because I didn't give it an honest try. Um, movies, I'm less likely to just write off. There's there's not a lot of movies I don't like. There are a few, and I've fallen victim to just throwing them, you know, out the window. But. Um, but it's rare for me to find a movie I just did not like. I'll still like think it's a terrible movie, and I'll still love it. So you still watch like, it, yeah. Fast and Furious, case in point. <laughs> well, you, I think because there's two different layers there. You could think something, okay, this is bad, but I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. The, on the contrary, there are movies that you'd be like, oh wow, this is actually very well put together, but I, I'm not enjoying watching it. Right. Yeah. Like I don't care. Look, a lot of people think I'm crazy for this. The Godfather is a great, wonderful piece of cinema. It's a fucking masterpiece. I've watched it maybe twice. <laughs> and Not a fan? No, I'm. it's gr- amazing, but I'm exhausted by the time it's over. And oh, so yeah. like, I, I'm like, I don't need to watch that movie again. I don't want to. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um, my point is, great movie. I just don't. I'm good. Yeah. That's the reason why I haven't watched uh, The Irishman yet. Oh yeah, no, that's a... If you thought The Godfather was long. Yeah, because I... Yeah. I remember I was talking to somebody about this. I, I, I followed the Irishman in like development since I was oh, like, because wow. the movie was, was in development for fucking years. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is when I was still, still even auditioning in LA where I was for, like, man, I, if I get the right audition, I'd love to be in this movie. Like, you know, that fucking jerking yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. off kind of shit. And like, so I would, I was following that movie for fucking almost a decade. I want to say. Wow. And so when it was made, I was like, oh my God, it's finally getting made. Pesci is in it, like they talked about. Like all these guys are in it, and then I was like, it was like three and a half hours long. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> make it a show! Oh my god, that, that a lot of people said that too. It was Netflix, but I remember seeing that and I was like, I have to put aside Oof. three and a half, and even like my girl's parents, like a lot of people, like Mike, you're gonna love this movie, and I was like, yeah, but it's three and a half hours. You might like it. I don't know. I liked it. 
No, I'm sure really I would. Long, I'm though, sure but... I would. Just three and a half hours. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's rough. What's funny is because like I have problems sitting down to watch two and a half, three hour movies, mm-hmm. but I'll watch three hours of a show like it's nothing. <laughs> I'll sit down and watch a series and play next episode, play next episode. Yeah, no problem. And you know what? I'm kind of the same. There's a podcast I, I, I listen to when I'm driving. And so the way this guy does it is that he, when he does his episode, it's like an hour, hour and a half maybe. Okay. But then his producer breaks down all the segments, or at least the popular segments, into like maybe two minutes, sometimes up to like seven or eight minutes, like clips. So you're absolutely right. I will watch all those clips. Yeah. By themselves. But when I see like the hour and a half thing, I'm like, no. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> yeah. Something psychological yeah. there. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, the movies. I the other point I made was music. Um I, I wrote down point I made point I wrote down was music. There's not a lot of music I don't like except modern country. Um mumble rap. I do not like mumble rap. I've tried it. I've tried it, but I can't get into it. Um yeah. but apart from that rock and roll rap hippity hop some of the classic country you know i love i i love it all i like it all and Getting i think really you're into, but you're you're mature enough to to look at something for the its quality and not the the genre slapped on it because i know because right. you say modern country and i know what you mean like there is a lot of country songs that have been made currently that are just kind of awful um but i i remember like so you know like i you might have known i was in the rave scene in my younger 20s oh yeah 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 um, late teens, you even young- if I'm if I'm mistaken, you've actually made your own music before too, right? I I bef- I, I use one of those fucking dumbass programs in like the the, the early two thousands. I wouldn't say I, I, it was music <laughs> worth worth playing. Um, that would be Danny's wheelhouse. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, because Skrillex makes all those sound effects, right? But no, but no, my point, so I remember I started going to raise and I was having a great time and I I wasn't like balls deep in it, but like I enjoyed the music, I enjoyed the scene. And then I'd hear people talking shit like, oh, electronic music, uh, trans, all that shit, it's bullshit, it's dumb. And then like Lady Gaga would come out with a dance song and they would dig it. And I'm like, this is literally the same shit that they same play at shit. raves, <laughs> yeah. except she's Lady Gaga and, and not <laughs> yeah. some DJ. Right, and yeah. so, but like that's what I'm saying. Like you and I are mature enough to like look past the genre of the music and just enjoy the quality and the type. Because at the time, a lot of people were like, "Oh, trans music, that's that's lame, that's stupid." But then Lady Gaga is considered pop, quote unquote. So this right. is fun. This is good. Yeah. Because um, like for for a while, I've always been like, ah, fuck country. But then like every now and then, a country song will come on, and I'm like, oh, shit's pretty dope. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I remember uh, bluegrass was the one everyone throws under the ta- under the bus really sure. quick. It's bluegrass. Oh yeah, whatever. And one time I'm on a job and I stop in at this like you know small restaurant on the road, and there's this guy. He's a modern like today like modern day bluegrass artist, and they have him playing. I'm like, God damn, this okay. This is I get I get it. I think I get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but the yeah. the one genre, what the fuck was it called? Um, with the saxophones and the trumpets. Ska. Ja- jazz? Ska. Ska. Ska, yeah. Ska. I, I think we could just universally call it trash. I don't know. There's some There's some <laughs> sublime songs that I really like. Um, uh, it's a, a sublime ska? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend would argue, my friend Josh would argue that No Doubt would be considered ska. And I'm like, okay, okay. Know, but, you know, but uh, yeah, so there's a range of ska. Yeah, you know? like, like we there, said. Like there's, like there's a range of EDM, too. So That's true, uh, that's true, that's true. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, so we can, but again, that goes into that. Hey, if I, if I came to you and said, Hey Mike, you know, I got this song. It's a, it's a, it's a nineties R and B from this old, you know, artist you probably never heard of. Give it a try. And you sit down and you, you would get yourself, you would more importantly, wait till you're an accepting frame of mind, then sit down and give it like a, a tr- an honest try. Mm-hmm. Um, you would do that with music. I think you do that with movies, shows, you know, and stuff. Um, I know comedy is technically a genre kind of, but can comedy be in that same kind of thing? Like, can you put Mm -hmm. yourself in the frame of mind and can you break down comedy to the different genres within comedy to be like, you know, you know, a trailer park boys. It's a lot of slapstick, um, uh, substance abuse, stupid pratfalls and like dumb comedy, Mm -hmm. get yourself in the frame of mind, give it an honest try kind of thing. Um, I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whether or not you actually like it is different, but I think you can put yourself in a frame of mind where you're open to it. And give it an honest try. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to say that, you know, don't uh, don't just write something off. Give uh, give things a good honest try because you might be cutting yourself off to some joys in life that you'll you'll miss out on. Oh, sure. But, That's yeah. what, um, I mean, granted, I wasn't against it, but like the, the show The Bear on Hulu. Watched it, by the way. Watched it. Loved it. Yeah, so I knew going into it I was going to like it being in the industry, but I heard some people all the the way I described it, I might have done it here it was like it's eight episodes of pure um, anxiety. Yeah. But yeah. you're going to love it. <laughs> um, yeah. And no, so a see, lot of I people was... heard that and they didn't want to watch it. I'm like, "No, but it's like it's good anxiety." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, sorry. no, it's uh it's like watching a horror movie. It's uh, you know, it's a good kind of anxiety, but uh Yeah. Um no, it I didn't want to watch it initially because I I wasn't I worked in a, a kitchen for I want to say two three years maybe so not long enough like compared to you by any means but I was in the industry kind of and just from the little bit I got I was like oh I don't want to watch a show about that that was terrible <laughs> yeah. well, well what's interesting and I don't think anyone's really talked about it with that show what's kind of cool about it is you never see front of house Oh yeah, like when they're open, like yeah, one like you never glimpses. see a customer making an order, or you never see the, the side of it where you're dealing with customers, which is where my anxiety comes in in real life is dealing with fucking sure. customers all the time. It's sure. purely back of house and what yeah. they go through. Oh, you want to do a little like review for the bear real quick, or should we wait? <laughs> we can do a review for the the bear. Was great. Okay, yeah, bear, yeah, let's, let's, nine let's, out of ten. Let's go into the bear. Um, no, nine. I would. I would say nine out of ten. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it, it was good. Yeah. Um. I would say, uh, I literally, episode seven. I almost had a fucking was, anxiety attack. That was the long shot, right? The the. Or at least they made it appear to be a long shot. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, the the what do they call it now? The uh, no cuts, no breaks, or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, just art, uh, uh, crafts-wise, just the, the 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 product itself, the quality of it was amazing. Mm-hmm. The the editing, the cinematography, that the that one long shot episode was just oh yeah. So just by quality means, it was already great. Yeah, and it um, was it was uh, it was clever enough, like comedically, it was clever enough, but never over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it was realistic for the most part. Um, there was a couple times where I was like. Hmm. I'm not sure if they'd get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> like when she stabs him. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that would not be okay. Well, there's some. Like, let's get into the the, the dislikes first. The things I didn't like um, about it. Um, Xanax at the party. That part I was like, come on, <laughs> really? So, <laughs> I yeah. So I, I'm not sure if you you dislike what I dislike about it. What I disliked, I actually thought it was really funny with the Xanax and the punch and all the kids passed out. And then what's his name? Oliver Platt was like, oh, no, I'm fine with this. Right, right, yeah. But what was dumb about it was like he dropped the whole fucking bottle of Xanax, not just the pills, the entire yeah. bottle in there. Yeah. How? Yeah. There's <laughs> like in a show that's otherwise some pretty realistic. How did this month, this dude drop an entire bottle of the Xanax in there? It was just. It would have been better if he purposely did it and they made the character work. Like, he purposely drugged the whole party because he's like, yeah, fuck it. Because that would, like, kind of sure. match his character. But for me, it was like the the, sh- the whole show had such an element of real... What we even said realistic, you know, real- realism. And that whole scene of not only doing it, the effectiveness of it, the staging of the kids, like, perfectly laid down. Yeah. And then how quickly it took effect. Like the one guy was sipping it and then he like suddenly felt tired and went laid down. Like the fact that it worked that fast and didn't kill everybody. Um, and then the dude's reaction, like the uh, Platt's reaction of like, eh, this is fine. It was just such like suspended. It became farce at that point. And I was like, yeah. Uh. And I, you, you had something for a show that's otherwise realistic. I, I really would want to Google and see if putting Xanax in a glass of water would make the water toxic. Because, like, you know, like, yeah. the pills have kind of, like, that coating on it. So would it yeah. really, like, dissolve? Because even I think when they looked into it, oh, okay. like, the pill was, like, they weren't dissolved or, like, damaged at all, didn't look like. So, like, would that actually happen? It, yeah. It what it worked for me. I thought the payoff was when Oliver Platt was like, oh, okay, because all the kids were screaming and everything, so they're all quiet. And he's like, no, I'm into it. So it was a, it was a funny payoff. It yeah, did it cr- break it cracked the, me up. Yeah, no, it was it great, but up, it did break the barrier of realism. Um, I will give um, you that 100%. There was, like, things that... It's hard to find... It's hard to think of things I didn't like. Because things I didn't like were the character's flaws. Not to say the character was, like, badly written, but their actual character flaws. No, I understand. Were, it's it's not... Because there's, there's a difference between a character who has a flaw in him because of the writer, and then a character who has a flaw in him as a, a realistic right. character. Yeah, right. no, I get it. So I often found myself getting anxious and, like, wanting to yell shut up to everyone because they're all screaming because i'm the things i didn't like were part of their character we all know character you know people like that and it drives us insane but um there i will say this is a dislike but it's a funny dislike so in episode seven the anxiety episode because literally yeah yeah so viewers or listeners if you're watching when that ticket thing the ticket printer started just going spoilers so i i missed like what exactly happened there? I just knew it went crazy. Do you- so I, at my place, we don't have a tablet that takes to go orders. We don't have that, but I okay. kind of know about it to where you, you take a tablet and you can like hook it to your POS system, like your ordering system. Gotcha. To where, and I, again, we don't work with it. So I'm, I'm kind of speculating here, but like you hook it to your system. And so when somebody on Grubhub or one of those, you know, takeout things yeah, yeah. puts an order in, my understanding is there's diff- two different ways to go about it. Either one, somebody has to see the see the tablet and then manually put the order in, or two, the tablet's linked to your system so that the order automatically goes through. Oh, okay. So from what I understood from that was they were like, okay, yeah, she hooked up the tablet, like we have to go orders, blah, blah, blah. And they enabled pre-ordering. 
So oh, from the moment shit. she okay. got the tablet, which could have been a week, could have been a couple of days, whatever. Right. People were ordering. Even though they weren't hooking it up till that day, Yeah. people were ordering for that day. Now, I will say the amount of tickets that came through there was 100% completely unrealistic. There's no way... <laughs> Granted, it's still got the anxiety going because if you watch that episode, even when like the camera's panning around, focusing on other things, that yeah. that printer is still just re- reeling out tickets. It was a great like ticking clock in the background. Kind oh of yeah, thing. It, it the like, like I said, if if you're watching right now, like the, when that started happening, I like literally leaned forward in my chair and like put my hands <laughs> on my head, and my lady was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "This is awful." I was like, "This is fucking awful." Yeah. Um. Oh, what I was going to say, though, in that episode, spoilers. So one of my favorite characters was, um, I'm horrible with names, but the guy who's the baker, who's like... Yeah, his original, Marcus, was it? Maybe. Maybe it was Marcus. But his yeah. original job was just to bake the bread for the sandwiches, but then he started getting right. into desserts and blah, blah, blah. And so throughout the, the, the episodes, he's trying to perfect the donut. Yeah. And so during this chaotic, anxiety-ridden shit show, yeah. he, he walks <laughs> up with this donut that he has, and he perfected... And he's like, yeah. look at this. And the protagonist, his name eludes me right now. Just lo- Carmen. Huh? Carmen. Carmen. Carmen, that's right. Carmen. Carmen. Looks at him, and I forgot what he says, but he's like, oh, fuck you. And he slams the donut away. And he's like, yeah. get the fuck back to your station, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then the guy, like, just walks out. And in my head, like, they filmed that to make Carmi look like a monster. And I yeah. was like, no. If I... Yeah, I don't know. I would disagree. I think they they filmed it because at the end of that, I think everyone was on Carmen's side when that moment happened. Like, are you insane? Are you insane? Now, the slapping and like the aftermath, it's like, I mean, did we forget about what he was going through? I mean, I kind of hear you. It's like he was in the right, though. I mean, (laughs) oh, no. And and that's what I've talked to a few people about it to where there was moments where like when um, his sous chef and his cousin started arguing with each other. Yeah, and in my head, I was like, "What are you doing? You wouldn't do this. You you would you would get together and get on the line, blah blah blah." And then I remembered back to when like I was like lead bartending on Friday nights and the shit yeah. I'd have to put up with with the staff. Yeah, to where like true, st- I'm not gonna go into like the details details, but like three deep at the bar, we're busting our ass trying to keep up, and then one of the cooks comes out and he's like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? I'm not kind of really happy about my schedule," and I'm like, can, "Do we have to fucking talk about this right now?" Now? Really? Now? Yeah. So at yeah. first when I was seeing that shit, like in the donut, I was like, this is dumb. Like they wouldn't do that. And then I remembered yeah. my own experiences and I was like, oh no, they would absolutely yeah, do this. This motherfucker would walk out with his donut. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I There just, was a that bit for me too of like why Richie would get away with like what he was doing. And yell, he like walked around like he owned the place, the cousin guy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, just going off the handle, yelling at people, and it's like, how is he? There, no way, he'd be fired right away. And but it's like, yeah, but he's not going to fire his cousin. Yeah, he's not, you know, there's that. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's not going to happen. And the other employees just got to eat that bowl of shit and and go with it. And oh, yeah. no, so I, again, I, I, things I, I did not. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I said just to, to, to conclude that I do remember like the way they filmed. I feel like yeah, you're on Carmi's side, but when he smashes the donut down. I feel like they do try to make the audience feel for that guy and what he's going through. And I was like, no, fuck that. No. It sucks. Yeah, fuck that. It sucks. Yeah. Your donut was great. You tried it later on the ground. But um, no, 
you do not because I remember even earlier in that scene, he's like, "Hey, are you are you getting your shit together? Are you working on the cakes? Are you doing?" It? And he's like, "Yeah, I right. got it, boss." And he's like, "No, you well, you don't got it." Yeah. Um, you don't. Yeah. The show did a great job of of. Uh, it was hard to find a bad guy. It's one of yeah. the few shows you never really learned, except for Joel McHale uh, being the <laughs> chef in that one the 30 scene. 30 seconds, yeah. Which is probably my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the whole damn show is is that, just the one scene of him at the other the other restaurant. Just haunting him, yeah. But there wasn't really a bad guy. That's I, I was what's so say, crazy. Because it, it almost like real life, depending on the episode and the scene, like everyone had their moments of being the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, like the cut because the cousin had some moments where he was yeah. horrible and he was definitely the villain. But right. other moments, he was the guy who kind of saved the day or helped out. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Um, you are like find yourself rooting for him when he's in the jail cell, and you're like, oh god, please, please. Okay. He's you know. Thank you. I forgot about that. That was actually a dislike for me. There is no way in fucking hell they would have arrested him Be- if it were. Yeah, but it's their uncle's upper class, you know, rich kid, you know. No, I family, get it, but but in but in that situation, because I've I've been in, granted, I haven't knocked somebody out like that, but in that situation, they are technically staff who are trying to stop a fight. Okay. And so yes, the guy got gets knocked out, but the, he wouldn't get picked up for that. And then like even in the jail cell, the cops like you might have to get like manslaughter. Like yeah. no, he's defending himself. Maybe. And Maybe. the fact that they already are know ahead of time, like that he's gonna get manslaughter, like that's not how. No, I'm gonna, but like that 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 scene actually really bothered me because I was like, was, no, he was defending himself. They were defending the business. Shit happened, but they were defending the business. There's no way he would have been arrested, at least not that night. Okay. Like hypo- okay. hypothetically, if 12 hours later he died in the hospital, there'd be an investigation. Blah blah blah. I get it. They needed the scene to be dramatic. They needed him to get arrested. They needed they needed Carmi to spend their 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 emergency okay. money. I get why it happened, but the pragmatism of it, I was like, no. Okay, so this is your Xanax in the punch bowl scene. It's kind of kind of. I get what they were doing. It was too it suspended too much for me, so I couldn't get into it. Kind of yeah. <laughs> but okay yeah yeah okay, but no. yeah that was kind of. I think they could have gone. If they wanted a scene showing Richie at his most vulnerable, you know, that because it was that one, you know, I would like my phone call and he calls his wa- his ex-wife and just does that mundane, you know, nothing voicemail for her. That was so, like, that whole thing was so good. Mm. Um, but I guess it just, they needed that vulnerability scene for him, I guess, and that's how mm. they, they chose to do it. But um, other things I didn't like, I'm I'm hard-pressed. I mean, we'll probably come up later, but, you know. Anyway, it but I'll tell you the first the first thing I liked. If you want to get into it, sure. First thing I liked was what I saw on the poster. I liked the cast. The casting was amazing. Yeah. Acting mm-hmm. was top notch. The the gal that played the the sous chef, what's the name? Uh, I'm not even gonna try pronouncing her name. Ayo, A Y O Ayo. Her name's Ayo. <laughs> um, Edibiri Edibiri Ayo Edibiri Sydney. She plays Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, the sous chef freaking phenomenal and i'm like okay i'm gonna find all the movies she's done because obviously she's pretty you know experience turns out this is like one of her first ever she's like, like a, a comedian roles. or something right i mean i wouldn't surprise she's amazing she was amazing i like she was one of those i like, couldn't look away like just every every little reaction every line she had had like purpose came from a real place it was so authentic and her reactions to everything was realistic 
her, you know, the crazy Richie like cousin, you see her like holding it in like this crazy cousin, but it's the cousin. What am I going to do? You know? And, mm-hmm. and then when, so when she does explode, it makes it all the more impactful. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know the actress's name and I forget the character's name. The older Hispanic woman. Uh, the character's name was Tina, played Tina. by Liza Colon Zayas. I will say, she as a supporting role and kind of got glo- like kind of glossed over. Mm. Was really fucking good. Um, really good, yeah. Because she was um, interacting with Sydney a lot, and she was kind of like the older woman. Sydney was young. So she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck yourself, whatever." Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. If you remember, there's a moment where she like brought in, brought up whatever the thing was, and Sydney tries it. She's like, "Oh, that's really good." And like just was like that's really yeah. good. Go away. And she was kind of yeah. like, "What? Do you, what?" And she's like, "That was really Give good, chef. Thank you." And, and yeah. I forgot the words, but she's like, "You don't you don't have anything for me?" She's like, "No, that's really good." <laughs> yeah, it's like, and yeah. there was like a moment of like instant respect. Yeah. And like just those subtleties, and then later on, she has uh, I think in the last episode she has like that one on one with Carmi in his office, and like that was I don't know it was just she was really for being a supporting character was really good. She was um, one I think developed the most besides yeah. the main character. She's mm-hmm. one whose character actually developed to this who's this young bitch coming in telling me what to do to oh my god, she's one of us. She's actually making me better and I acknowledge that and yeah. want more of it. So, yeah. Um who else we got? Yeah, Richie was was fun. I I thought Richie was either one of the Baldwins or one of the Wahlbergs cuz he just kind of looked like it was a ball. I thought he was one of the Baldwin brothers and, and I can see it turns that. out no, he's I can see that. But uh um and then of course Lip as the main guy. Um Carmen was 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 awesome. It was not only like it was so good you keep talking about the uh, the 7th episode, the one-shot episode. The 8th and final episode opens with his uh anonymous monologue where he's sitting in the mm-hmm. chair and he's kind of just and it's this long like what five six minute monologue yeah um no cuts just one solid straight run and that's one you can't fake a cut on that nope. was just 100 percent him so good oh i was tearing up by the end of it it was amazing that was really good um yeah my probably the thing i liked most about the whole show was the cinematography and editing the uh close-up zooms on the broken egg you know yoke the uh the the because you're you've been in a kitchen you know it's like that you're looking here and looking there and all over and everything's happening all at once and everything everything is as important as everything else so there's no real way to to filter it out and it gets just gets to you it drives you crazy well he but, even, he talks about that in there where i think he's talking about the anxiety but how like the anxiety is horrible and he wants it to end but at the same time like it's what is keeping him going I forgot what yeah. his words were, but it was something like that to where, like, this is awful, this thing's awful, I'm having anxiety, but, like, at the same time, I want the anxiety. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to make one of those shows that I wish I could go back and watch again for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's like, I could watch it again, it won't have the same impact, but I know I'm, I'm going to watch it again and catch other stuff, but, oh, yeah. Um, what did you think of the final reveal, the ending of opening the tomato cans... Uh, what it what what did you what did you translate from that? What do you think happened there? So, I don't really know. Okay, because I know through throughout the whole uh, show, there was kind of these sprinkles of like, what was the brother's name? Was it Mikey? Um, it was the guy from Walking Dead. And yeah, I know all those. Yeah, the, uh, Michael. Yeah, Mikey. Michael. Yeah, Mike. So it was Mikey. Okay. Um, 
I know it's, sp- it's sprinkled through to where like he was having money problems. He owed a lot of people money, this, right. that, and the other. Um, and then I remember, I think it was either the last episode or maybe the second to last or th- um, to where Carmi's kind of like, Hey, what was this? What was this comp Like he's doing a lot in this thing, this company or something. Oh, and, and he okay. couldn't figure it out. And so I, maybe I just didn't understand what was going on or maybe they left yeah. it kind of open interpretation. Um, Cause I'm willing to admit, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, so I had a theory and then I looked it up to what the creator of the show said in an interview. Um, and it turns out I was, I was mostly right <laughs> to what the, the creator said. He had said basically that, you know, it was hinted at that he owed this, not hinted at, it was true. He owed 300 grand to his uncle mm-hmm. or cousin or whatever it was, the older guy. Um, and throughout the show, Carmen and Sydney, in a, in a sense, were kind of talking about if they made their own restaurant, like if they went off and started their own restaurant, how would it look? Um, at the end, when they find all the money in the cans, that was the $300,000 that he had borrowed from the uncle. So I, I, what, I thought that, yeah. So what the brother, and from what I translated that as, from what the brother did was he took the loan out, used the restaurant as collateral for his brother ahead of time. So when the brother inherits the restaurant, boom, he owns the collateral and he has all the cash. So he can just give the cash back or he can give the restaurant. Either way, he's got, you know, 300 grand or a restaurant to work with. So he essentially gave his brother his own startup capital, his own, you know, investment like here do what you want with it you know either run it you know as your own or shut it all down and make your own restaurant and take the money and do it okay um that okay that makes sense that's kind of what i like that's kind of what the creator has kind of said what was alluded to so but i wish he did a better job explaining it but all right (laughs) no and that makes sense and i feel like i maybe had that that i had like an idea of that um because obviously the cash was meant for him yeah um, and he gave the restaurant to him, obviously. So th- it's right. very strongly alluded to. To maybe like subconsciously, I thought that. Um, I guess I just got kind of wrapped up in just the happiness of that last scene, where like she comes back yeah. for her last paycheck, and then kind of sub subtly agrees to stay on, and then they all have their yeah. big fucking spaghetti dinner and blah blah blah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I. So it was good. It was kind of like the brother saved him a step. Like, there's no way you're going to get a loan for this much money using the restaurant as collateral. I took care true. of it for you, and uh, here you go. So do what you want with it. Um, yeah, really good, really good show. Do Do Nine we know if they're doing a second season or not? I don't know, and part of me hopes they don't. Um, I agree. I think I think it was great as a limited series. Like, let it be, you know, and and keep going. I, and take everyone at what they did is great, but it, it doesn't need a second season. I think it was... It's one of those things, like, if they made a second season, I would 100% watch it. But I think you're right that if they made a second season... It, it, this is a weird comparison, but bringing it back to The Office. Um, <laughs> Andy in the last season of The Office, in my opinion, of course... They kind of just reverted him back to, to Andy from like season three. Mm. And, and like, so they kind of ignored all this character development mm-hmm. to make him back to this asshole because they needed someone. And so yeah. I feel like if they made a second season, they would probably just reuse all these old, the same tropes from the first season, like Carmen yeah. flipping out, Richie acting the way he is. And it's like these characters developed though 
Because like yeah. by the end of that last episode, you kind of have this idea that like yeah, fucking Carmi still has his issues, but at least he understands them and he's going to move forward. Right. So to, if they made a second season, I feel like they'd have to lean back on him yeah. being that psycho. Yeah. And so it's like okay, so now the first season didn't matter. Yeah, and it's it, it the whole the main objective super objective of the whole first season or the, of this whole season in my opinion was 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 Carmen getting the restaurant on track you know organizing the food getting the staff to co you know co-mingle and 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 make it all work now it kind of as at a point where he can continue and make it work which it kind of is Mm-hmm. Or what she said in the last shot of the show, he's closing it down and starting a new show, starting over from stra- scratch. So there goes all the you know uh, obstacles of the whole first season. So it'd be a whole different thing. So yeah, it's a bummer. The, the show, the bear, apparently was Berzado. His last name, the character's name was Berzado. 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 So bear for no. short. The bear. That's how he got his nickname, I guess. So. Um, so that's why I think it'd be great. Just leave it, leave it be, and and I'd agree that's with you. that. <laughs> so. I, I would definitely watch it, but I'd agree with you. I think it'd be better if they just left it. Yeah, that's what if you yeah, look I, at I, a show like Breaking Bad. Right. Did you watch that? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Um, to my understanding, and I could be incorrect, they were going to end the show after season four. Oh wow! When they killed Gus uh, Fring, Frain, Frain, yeah. whatever. When they kill him, they destroy the lab and they go their separate ways. That was like supposed to right. be the end. Right, yeah. But then apparently there was fans going like, no, we want more, we want more, we want more. And that's when they made this fifth season that was kind of shorter. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of do one more for the fans. Yeah. And it still ended good. But my point being is that they had the, the smarts, the maturity to be like, the story's over. Yeah, it ended on a great... That you could have ended it there, and it would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. So that's where All with the this problems, one. Yeah. That, Sorry. I mean, no, no, you're good. No, you're right. But with the bear, I feel like they could keep going, but they ended on kind of a cliffhanger, but like a good cliffhanger. Yeah. And they could just leave it at that. Well, like with Breaking Bad, after that moment. All the problems after that moment were new problems. They sprung up, yeah. you know, after that moment. As as opposed to before that, all the problems were finally resolved. And then there was kind of like a dip and then another uh, mm-hmm. thing. So like the bear, same kind of thing. All the problems kind of ended here. It'd be hard to let them continue other problems that we'd be that invested in. Um, it would be kind of fun to see Carmi and Richie and Sydney starting a new restaurant and deciding to keep some of the same staff and, and how that would go. Would, would Sydney agree to do a startup with Richie? That'd be hard for me to believe. Hard for me to believe. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after she stabbed him. <laughs> like, uh, like, don't get me wrong. It was funny. It worked. But, but it, was, it, was an, it was an accident. She didn't mean to stab him, but... <sighs> No, I mean, you know, she had the knife and he backed, he backed up into her. But at its core, it was like she didn't mean to stab. She wanted to, but she didn't mean to, kind of. <laughs> I I read it as it was, quote unquote, on accident. But like, oh, my, the knife was there, was where it was on purpose. So that's, she like saw him coming and didn't move the knife. That's kind of <laughs> how I interpreted it. Because when he was like, you fucking stabbed me. She's like, ha, ha, ha. Like she does her little thing. And oh, really? That's, okay. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, either way, 
I remember thinking like, holy shit. Like we've had to fire people for simply like rubbing shoulders too hard. <laughs> um, it still yeah. worked. It was funny. And especially with like the shit show that, that the restaurant was, it worked for it. Yeah. But. No, there was a great line where Richie is like limping away and Carmen's like, what's going on? And he's like, just got fucking stabbed. I just got fucking stabbed. And he's like, yeah, you probably deserved it. Yeah. And Richie's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. I so that. good. I, so we're about, a, we're a little going a little long, but I still remember oh, the, the line in episode seven. I, I'm getting, I might get the numbers wrong, but in my head, I was just like, oh my God, was when all the tickets were coming through and he was, he was like putting them all up and he was like, fuck it. <laughs> he's like, uh, burn or start like fire 97 chickens, 70 yeah. <laughs> beef, just blah, blah, blah. And like, we don't have it. Throw it all on there, throw everything, burn, fire everything. I was just like, Yeah, oh man, oh, and that's it's not a dislike because I feel like I, it wouldn't be satisfying anyway. But you never find out how that day ended, yeah. I actually, yeah, because it touches back on what you said how you never see the front of house mm-hmm. there's a lot of it you don't see and you're bothered that you don't see it but then you realize well i guess i didn't need to you know <laughs> yeah but it could have even been the, in the next episode if he just simply said like can't believe we had to close after 10 minutes of being open or something just something yeah. like i was kind of like oh, i really want to know what happened yeah that's interesting like there's a lot though unresolved thing like when you when you realized in the second episode when he realized that it was his cigarettes he left sitting on the stove and not Richie's, yeah. they never touched back on that. And it was like, did he tell him? Did he apologize? What, what, what happened there? He kind of gave him the runaround. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things they did touch back on. Like, yeah, no, we got inspected. We still have a C. Uh, oh, yeah. No, he found the, the letter from his brother back in the locker yeah. room. It, you know, so a lot of things they resolved. But most things they didn't. It's really interesting. Yeah, it kind of reflects in real life a lot of times uh, with all sorts of relationships. You kind of have an issue, but you kind of just ignore it and it eventually will just go away. Yeah. So, yeah. could be that. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I did? Oh, okay. There was one, like, critique. I want to know what you think. Um, it was a thing established in episode one where everyone calls everyone chef as mm-hmm. a symbol of respect. From what I've heard, that's wrong. It's a hierarchy thing. You call the chef chef and you call the sous chef. Like you could do, yes, sir. Yeah, whatever. But a chef is a term of endearment you earn, not necessarily bestowed on everyone. So my lady mentioned, noticed that too. And so my understanding. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulty. You're good. My underst- That'll be loud. That'll be really loud. Yeah, it wasn't, it Mark might, the time. We'll see. <laughs> um, my understanding of that, my very little understanding, so I could be wrong. Um, is that the idea that only one person is called chef has kind of been cemented through like shows like Gordon Ramsay shit uh-huh. um, and stuff like that. But I have heard where it is kind of like, it's like a respect thing. Oh, okay. Like kind yeah. of, um, so I'm not going to go into the details. My, my lady worked for a theater company at one point as kind of a stage manager and she would give cues. She would say like, okay, go to places, please. And one of the people in charge were like, you don't have to say please. You're telling them oh. to go to places. But she was like, yeah, but it's my, it's polite and it, it's my thing. I like to say please. Hmm. Okay. And so I think it's, granted, like I said, I haven't worked in a lot of kitchens or anything. Um, very little. One, maybe. 
Um, but my understanding is it's just a different kind of style to where like instead of saying like it's it's kind of what's the the thing instead of like telling leading by commanding them you lead by getting in front of it and and charging with them sure kind of the same thing instead of saying you call me sir i'm gonna just call you sir as well and we're all gonna fight together that's kind of what i got gathered and i don't think it's incorrect i think the whole thing of like i'm just gonna say excuse me um i'm gonna call just the main guy chef i think that's been cemented like i said from all these cooking shows but i do think in a lot of kitchens um chef is just like what you say to each other oh, okay and okay. i could be i could be wrong that's just kind of how oh, i no, gather I mean, from yeah. it yeah no i get that mutual respect kind of thing i mean i was willing i mean i didn't have too much of a problem with it it was just one of those like is that right i don't know about that it could very well have been also, like what I had kind of theorized it might have been is that his kind of not necessarily defiance, but having grown up, I mean, being raised in like the strict kitchen thing that you saw in the scene with Joel McHale, how it was so stringent on hierarchy and calling everything correct that maybe he wanted to break that and be like, you know what? No, we're not doing that because that was horrible. We're going to bring an element of it, but just kind of more, you know, equal. It's almost um, uh, King Arthur in the round table. Right, right. Kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. You know definitely no i i didn't have a huge problem with that i did like i said my lady asked me about it and i kind of told her what i told you and yeah i heard i heard some people on the internet were kind of like that's not realistic but but like one all kitchens are different like if you come to my place we probably do things differently than that place does and that place probably does things differently than other place and so yeah that's it yeah cool Really good show. Amazing show. The yeah. Bear on Hulu. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we've just told you everything. <laughs> everything you need to know about it. Yeah. yeah. We've spoiled it all. Really good. But cool. Yeah. Well, I uh, that, that's all I got for today, I think. But <laughs> Me too, for the most part. Um, I have a, I, I wrote a book and it's out now. <gasps> oh, shit. But you want to we'll, plug that? No, we could talk about it at a different time. You don't want to plug it? I can, like, I people guess. Might, people might buy it, you know. Well, because it... I had issues because it, I re- it was released this past Monday on digital. Okay. And then I realized it's one of those things, you know, how, like when you write something that's so great and then you give it to somebody and you realize there's typos in it. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly the same thing, but kind of the same thing. And then yeah. I also had issues getting the paperback version approved for reasons I'm not oh. going to go into. Okay. It's very, <laughs> okay. Con- it's one of those things like I have no interest in knowing a lot about this shit, but now I do. Um, but yeah, so we'll probably go into that in another episode once uh, all this stuff is cleared up. Sweet. Yep. So you don't want to plug it. You don't want people to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google Errant, E-R-R-A-N-T, or you put it in Amazon, excuse me, Amazon, E-R-R-A-N-T, it'll uh, come up, hopefully. Get Errant by M. Glennie on Amazon. Oh, so you just found uh, it. I've, I've read it. Pretty good. It's a... Uh, no, I haven't read it. <laughs> I was like, have you read it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I haven't. Five stars, guys. Oh, is there an audiobook yet? Oh, are you going to record your own audiobook? Um, possibly. Tell you what, if you could do it in two weeks, I know, I don't know you, I know you don't have much shit going on, but if you can get that done in two weeks, we'll listen to it on the drive when we drive cross country. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> or just call us and read it to us while we're on the road. That'll be great. <laughs> Are you guys busy? All right. I have about 10 minutes. Let's get through chapter three. 
<laughs> Love it. All right. Well, that'll be it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, I don't have any last words, so I was just going to say bye. That's fine. <laughs> bye. All right. See ya.